A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsuck, and this is another edition of Star Wars Rank. Me and a guest ranking something in Star Wars. That's what we do. And this week, wow, not, not only is, is uh, our guest uh, just a mainstay around these parts because, you know, he is, but this was his topic. And, oh, my God, he's bringing some stuff to the table. Joseph Scrimshaw, get in here. I am happy to be in here, uh, and by in here, I mean at my computer while you're at your computer. It's exciting. 
we are doing our best in these times to continue the content. And, we, and, it's, and it's been uh, uh, not only just making the best of a situation, but it's been fun to kind of uh, stretch our creative muscles uh, as best we can. And one of those one of those things, as a lot of you know, is as we put a, um, a little pause on databank brawl because that just works better when we're on the same stage, literally looking into each other's eyes to improv <laughs> battle and and out of respect for a lot of new wonderful characters on the databank that we want to just really make sure we give our best. Uh, so it was like, all right, let's toss some more ranks up here. And Joseph says, and then Joseph, wait, look, I'll help come up with some topics if you need it. And I was like, sure, that's that, that's good. You come out of the, the, the gate with this topic here today, Joseph. Best lightsaber moments, moments, and holy uh, boop. I this list we always say all the time. This was hard. I once I started writing things down, I was like, oh, and oh, and oh, and what about oh, what about? And it's it's one of our harder lists that we've had to come up with. It absolutely is, and I think I say that every time I'm on Star Wars ranked. This list was really hard, but I think this one really made me realize I like almost every moment with a lightsaber. So really breaking down which one has like a specific meaning to me or I think it has a specific meaning to Star Wars was, was really hard and there were some brutal decisions. Brutal cuts with a blade. Now, I uh, so we're call, again calling it best lightsaber moments. Moments, that's key. Uh, Joseph, explain maybe your interpretation of what that title means for the list we're about to hear. Yeah, I think it is just in contrast to necessarily fights because we've talked a lot about lightsaber fights. Uh, you, you've done ranked episodes about lightsaber fights. And I think in my mind, when I thought best, best, I would always go like, oh, well, well, covered lightsaber fights. And then to me, it was like, well, no, there are a lot of moments with lightsabers that are maybe the beginning or the end of a fight or more just uh, celebrating a lightsaber or a character's relationship with the lightsaber. So uh, that was what I thought of when I when I thought of moments, anything with a lightsaber, maybe in a fight, maybe not. Yeah, it could be big, could be small. And that's, again, why we love this this crazy space fantasy, it's its all those things. It's different levels of appreciation, uh, sometimes under the same topic. So without further ado, we are going to launch into our list, working five to one, best lightsaber moments in Star Wars. And I'll say this, um, the lists, especially in the honorable mentions, we don't necessarily keep them to films and TV shows. But I think in the end, as we'll discuss you more, Joseph, it's hard not to go to the visual connections uh, with some of these moments. But that's enough. So we'll dive into that a little bit more in a bit. Joseph, we're going to begin the list. Best lightsaber moments in Star Wars with your number five. My number five is the first time we truly see a lightsaber in action uh, in the release order of Star Wars. And that is in episode four, A New Hope. You go to the cantina. Luke Skywalker has a not a disagreement. Uh, it's just that Ponda Baba and Dr. Evazin disagree with Luke's existence. And Obi-Wan tries to be a Jedi, right? He tries to say, please, let me buy you a drink. That's not good enough. So the lightsaber comes out in action. And I love this moment for lots of reasons. And in, in, in a certain way, you're like, oh, it can be overlooked. It's, yeah, it's Obi-Wan using the lightsaber. But the thing that I love about it is... The lightsaber is such a symbol. It's so powerful in A New Hope, but it's a little bit more minimal in New Hope. You know, we have, of course, the amazing moment where uh, Luke is given the lightsaber by Obi-Wan and it's explained. But this is the moment where it is actually used as a lightsaber. We need to see somewhere a lightsaber chopping people up because the next time we're going to see it, uh, Obi-Wan is not going to be chopped in half. He's going to disappear. So we need to see some chopping 
to know that that's how lightsabers normally work. So there's the, it's just cool. It's a Jedi moment where Obi-Wan is trying to de-escalate. He can't de-escalate. He needs to protect Luke. So out comes the lightsaber. Uh, we get this sort of functional narrative of it uh, chops the arm off and we get to see uh, some great limb severing. That is a tradition of Star Wars and lightsabers. Um, and then the last thing that I'll say about this one is the way that I've been thinking about it in modern canon. Like when you f- first saw it as a kid, you're like, cool, yeah, it's a lightsaber and it's Obi-Wan's weapon. The choice for Obi-Wan to use that in a cantina when he knows Imperials around, sniff around for those droids, what a huge and amazing choice. It feels like Obi-Wan is saying, not only has Destiny finally said, yes, it's time to train Luke Skywalker, but I'm venturing off Tatooine. I'm going back in the field. It is time that I will face the Empire again and just say to them, I am a Jedi and this is my weapon. That is a big way to end that uh, thing there because uh, that's very true. Again, uh, just the way this was made, the way George is scribbling out the story on a notepad in 73, he doesn't necessarily know uh, this franchise is going to keep expanding. And I think a lot of that, just those moments, they still track. And the way it's still played uh, by Sir Alec Guinness, you can find that story. I love that this committing to exactly what you said, I'm going back to work. You all can know who I am now. And you all might have thought. Uh, but, uh, that's a big, and, and an expositional, uh, slash is, is a great way to look at that moment. Too. Um, and I love it. Yeah. It, it's that first moment you really see in action as a kid and you don't, you don't take that deeper dive as a kid. You're just like, Whoa, laser sword. And it's doing things, but you know, you're right. Obi-Wan tried to, you know, let me buy you a drink. Let me do everything I can to make sure you don't push me into this choice. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's why it stands uh, the test of time, but also has just such an impact for when you first see it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get to be able to look at it from so many uh, different uh, points of view, just like Obi-Wan would like. So that's my number five, Obi-Wan slashing in the cantina. Number five. And I, and I, I will say we are going to induct two big moments into the hall of fame, the star Wars ranked hall of fame a little bit later in the program, because I forgot. Uh, <laughs> number five, number five for me, this is a literal last-minute edition. I was sending an email. Sometimes Joseph and I will surprise each other. Other times, just to make sure we're not stepping on uh, each other's lists, um, which uh, there was some, some shared moments if we had not been careful. Definitely some shared moments. But I had my email going, finger hovering over the send button. All of a sudden, this moment popped in my head. I was like, how can I forget this and not include it? This is no no door can stop Qui-Gon. That's right. The Phantom Menace <laughs> early on. We're, we're finding our footing in this movie. Some things are going on. You might uh, you might have some questions or you might already be like, oh, okay, this is great. Or you might be a kid just watching this for the first time, six, seven, eight, going, what is happening here? And this space wizard in a robe takes out his lightsaber and sticks it into the door like a laser key and starts moving him. And I think that works on that level of, whoa, what am I watching? And it works as me, 22, sitting in a theater and going, Oh, wow. Yeah, I never. Uh, yeah, you could do that with a lightsaber. What a great idea. And I'm already seeing new things in this world I already love. So the door, Qui-Gon, they're getting through. I love that moment. That is a great one because it is a different one. And you're you're totally right. The Sitting in the theater for uh, Phantom Menace, if you had grown up with the original trilogy or, you know, even watching on VHS or, or whatever, 
you're looking for the the familiar things and the new exciting things. And that was such a new exciting thing to see a lightsaber used that way. And, you know, we get kind of more modern canon that uh, that Jedi have different relationships, their lightsabers and they kind of maybe kind of be used in different ways. And that kind of unlocks interesting things for that Qui-Gon moment for me. And I've always just loved the shot where he looks like, again, such a Jedi because it's mm-hmm. it's not really violent. He he gets the lightsaber in there and then he's concentrating it and it feels like almost twisting it. And it looks like he's gently picking a lock by just <laughs> shoving a lightsaber through a door and melting it. You have, you and I have a shared uh, a, a shared view of that moment because that's one of the things that stands out to me. It isn't that he's just like, oh, lights, we got to get through. He's so calm. He's so he, he is like a, a lock breaker. He's he's a he's an intergalactic locksmith at this moment, but <laughs> he's very much a Jedi. This is just something like, all right, we got a problem. Here's what we can do. We seek solutions. We we be present where we are. Focus determines reality. All these things Qui Gon might say about this moment, and he does it. And at the same time, it works on this like, oh cool and that's why i think it's done uh years later so uh from qui-gon opening a door we go to your number four Uh, my number four is a moment from return of the jedi and it is a moment that uh, i think this is the moment that i actually thought of when i suggested this because it isn't a fight but it's a moment where a lightsaber is absolutely pivotal to all sorts of uh dynamics and emotions that are going on and it's also a moment that is entirely about a lightsaber. And that is in uh, Return of the Jedi, as I said, when Luke has turned himself in to Vader on Endor. And uh, Luke says, hey, well, you, you, you're, you're basically like, I trust you. You're not going to destroy me. You're not going to do, you're not going to take me to the Emperor. And Vader ignites Luke's green blade. Uh Everything about that moment is great because Luke has just turned his back on his dad and been like, no, 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 you're, I, I sense the good in you. You're not going to do anything bad to me. And there's that great tension of Darth Vader, big evil bad guy, just ignited a lightsaber when you're defenseless and turned around. Uh, so the great tension from Luke's perspective. But then I was always been blown away uh, since I was a kid and continued to be that Vader comments on it, that you've constructed a new lightsaber. Your powers are complete. In the original trilogy, there's so much tip of the iceberg storytelling that I was so excited as a kid to get like them actually discussing the mechanics of the universe, that it was a big deal that Luke had the ability to make this new lightsaber and that it was evidence that he was indeed... Uh, a powerful and a Jedi and a, a threat to the emperor. So I liked it for all those reasons. And then getting older, uh, I, I really in the last couple of months, I, I thought about that moment as before when he fought Luke, uh, Vader would be fighting his son and he had his old blade, his old Jedi blade. Now uh, he cut his hand off. <laughs> Luke went and made another one in this new one that Luke made looks a lot like Obi-Wan's lightsaber, and I wonder if that hurt Anakin Vader's feelings just a little bit. Man, well said. This is a spectacular moment uh, in, in, in the spirit of this list. Love the fights. We can break down the fights all we want, but this is, uh, you talk about the tension and whether you're watching it as a kid. Again, a lot of these moments impact us young, and then you grow with them, and, you, and, and the moments change. I 
absolutely love this idea, especially with what we know now with uh, the gathering and seeing Jedi uh, Padawans back in the day. And little Annie probably had to go to Ilum and find his crystal at some point and all these kind of things. And now we can we get to insert all that stuff into the moment. And that that blank, uh, you know, canvas of, of Vader's face just looking at this. Now it can be this uh, Rolodex of, of memories of pain, of him bleeding the blade, his own blade, the skills. And like you said, kind of going, oh, it's complete. My boy's ready. <laughs> he's done this. He's done the path on his own almost. He's ready for me to either turn or maybe he's ready for me to, you know, we can defeat the emperor. All those all those kind of things. Or also fear. I can see fear in, and as you said, Anakin Vader going, uh-oh, he might be more advanced than I thought. I love yeah, all that. And- yeah, it's just so symbolic of the the tension of where is Vader at at that point, and you do get the sense that he is softened, but he is resolved to take to stay on the dark side, you know. And it's all tied up in this this great moment of tension of, oh my God, is he going to attack Luke with his own lightsaber, you know? You know, and, and final note for me on it from Luke's point of view, who doesn't like a little uh, parental approval every now and then? <laughs> <laughs> you're right when you scour star wars for uh good moments of vader parenting it's like hey he complimented on him on his lightsaber building skills it's that gruff father who spends all his time in the sh- in the in the shop working on his car and you know you you've, you changed your oil and he's like good job good job and that's all you're gonna get at least you got <laughs> so great moment great moment classic one indeed Uh, We're going to go to my number four, and we are going to Revenge of the Sith. And I, at the time of this recording, I watched this in full last night, the entire movie. Just had it on. And, you know, just it looks so great on uh, Disney Plus right now. Uh, Just had just a lot of fun watching that movie. And and I I, I put it on because of this moment. I am listing as my fourth best lightsaber moment. Palpatine commits treason and his blade comes out. I don't know, man. I never, I, I, I guess because I grew up with a Kenner figure that I had saved up my, uh, you know, proof of purchases and mailed away. And my Palpatine was an old guy in a robe with a cane. I just didn't spend a lot of time dreaming of him holding the blade, even though we, we knew at some point he, he probably did um, as his backstory uh, began to fill in for us as, as fans in the 80s. So to finally see it and to see it after the tension of these first two movies where he's got a lot of stuff going on and, and he's, he's politically maneuvering around and he's the Phantom Menace, but now it's just raw. Let's fight. I love the reveal. And also the fact that who doesn't love a secret lightsaber in your robe, <laughs> just <laughs> uh, the sound. And yeah, you know what? Ian McDiarmid has some, uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, he has some funny faces and his style's a little clunky at times. Uh, that's just the reality of the filmmaking. Um, and I would have loved Kit Fisto getting another shot or two in. I, I can understand that, but throw that aside, go to the moment, go what it means. This is him after hiding for his whole life. I, you know, whole, his whole career, he's been in the shadows and now he's like, all right, game's up your move. Jedi, let's do this. I, I just love him finally committing to the reveal and it happens with a lightsaber. So that's why Palpatine committing treason with a blade is my number four. 
Yeah, th- this one was was uh, very close to making my list. It is such a great moment, and you described it uh, so well. Uh, regardless of anything about the fight, this moment of, you know, it's treason then, and then the <laughs> Sheev's got something up his sleeve, literally. I just <laughs> love sure. that it's literal, that, like, yes, for uh, decades now, I've had something up my sleeve. It is evil and here it is <laughs> epitomized with a cool crimson blade uh yeah. but the other thing that's the other thing that's striking me about it is as we go through these lists so many moments that we like with lightsabers are moments where uh truth is confirmed or or truth is sort of doubted like the vader igniting the blade one but but uh just like obi-wan revealing himself in the cantina Palpatine finally just going, yep, here it is. Here am I in all of my truth and all of my horrible glory is this moment of truth that is connected to a lightsaber. Yeah. A big reveal, a big, uh, a big decision for Palpatine. You talk about Obi-Wan and his decision to be like, all right, my drinking buddies in Chalman's canteen will finally know the truth. Uh, if they probably thought, but here it is, but have Palpatine do it on this high level and what it leads to and what the moments after it's, it's just a, it's a fun sequence to watch. And I love uh, the, the over the top nature of Palpatine. I've always loved that unlimited power is, is a, is a fun moment and it's a fun inside joke, but it's also this man committing to who he really is. And that is, evil so i enjoy that which uh why it's uh number four but now we're on to your number three my number three is uh i doubled up uh two moments that i feel are kind of uh connected in a beautiful way and i am moving to the sequel trilogy for the first time uh there there are there are two other moments of truth uh it is uh the first part is ray catching the Skywalker blade in the forest of Starkiller base, uh, Ilum, uh, rest in peace. Uh, this moment's been talked about a lot. It is set up so well, that great tension of, you know, Finn has tried to stand up to, to uh, Kylo as best as he could. Uh, he can't quite do it. That blade has really been established as um, being the, this symbol of uh, of hope and this uh, symbol of legacy in The Force Awakens. And Kylo reaching for it, it dancing in the snow, and set up so well in The Force Awakens that the blade is calling to Rey, but Rey is afraid of it. It is such a great literalization of uh, the hero denying the call to be mm-hmm. a hero. And I think that's one of the things that makes it so triumphant. It is shot so well that it goes whizzing past Kylo. And that moment where Ray catches it is definitely defiance. Definitely, okay, I'm going to try to answer the hero's call. But even the way she ignites it, there's like this great look on her face of like, all right, I'm not going to deny this. I'm going to try this. But it's not total confidence yet. It's just, I've got to try. Mm. Mm. sorry i yeah i don't want to jump into you done with the list but yeah that that look on her face when it when it when it reaches her hands is it's it's i've always interpreted it as uh what have i done Uh oh yeah yeah what have i done yeah so so uh that's the first half of it of ray catching uh the skywalker blade it's kind of a a confirmation of so many things a truth of so many things we we uh, you know, especially going into the Force Awakens, and you're not sure who, who these new characters are. They had led with uh, Finn in the marketing with the lightsaber, uh, and, and we definitely get that it's calling to her. But that's the moment where it locks in, and and she is th- 
for sure, without a doubt, the Jedi of this uh, sequel trilogy. Uh, so it has that power. And then, of course, there's all these moments that you, that you could pick almost any moment with that blade all through the sequel trilogy of Rey trying to give it away to Luke, Rey trying to give it away to Kylo, fighting over it. But the moment that I feel like is the great bookend to Rey catching the, the saber in The Force Awakens, and, and I couldn't leave it off my list, is mm-hmm. Rey, through their great dyad force connection, handing the Skywalker blade to Kylo, not Kylo, to Ben, to mm-hmm. Ben, and uh, it's just such a great triumphant moment. It is because it is a, another moment of truth. It is finally Ben has earned that blade the same way Ray has, and it's this kind of opposite moment of truth and confirmation from her catching it of she wants to share it. Uh, mm-hmm. She wants to share the legacy with Ben, in the fact that that is her great surprising awesome moment of defying palpatine uh by finally successfully handing that blade to ben it's this great bookends from when she successfully kept it out of the hands of kylo to where she successfully shared it uh with ben and it it's both scenes are shot so beautifully and are just great fist pumping applauding moments for me Oh yeah, yeah. The, the the continuation of the story, and then you know you go to to uh, Last Jedi and, and some moments that probably be discussed, but that literally them, you know, reaching for the same blade so much that it, so powerfully that it breaks in two, and now like you said to to share the, this 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 three this three point journey to that moment, and it just works on a cool uh, visual level, which is an important in, in making of Star Wars uh, films, and uh, it leads to the great shrug, <laughs> the great. Got a lightsaber now, um, uh, from from Ben. So there's a lot touched to the moment, and 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 how this really is this journey, the hero's journey in the classic sense. Like you said, Ray, the hero blade, all these things we're familiar with, it. um, and and just kind of it, it feeds my soul, man, to watch her go and watch, and that's why I really think Daisy. I really love the way she plays a lot of these moments. I have all the way through the movie and, and through the movies where you can just kind of break down almost expression by expression from Luke Skywalker is a myth moment all the way just just to see where it goes. Yeah, it, it's it's a complete story, Ray and the lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. And in passing it to Ben is such a feeling of defiance against Palpatine wanting to make her feel like she is alone, you know, and, and I think it, it adds to that whole big theme of Rise of Skywalker of, you know, you're you're not alone. And and that's one of the other things about it that is so triumphant to me. Oh yeah, 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 and the, and the realization that like she is, she's passing this to Ben, and she knows it. Otherwise, she probably wouldn't yeah. do it. You know, it, something else would happen. Yeah, and that that nod that he gives of like, "Yep, do it, do it." Yeah, do it, yeah, do it. Now it's in a different <laughs> way. Uh, so great, uh, great list. Uh, your number three. Uh, that's your number three. My number three. We're kind of in the same realm here, and it is Ray catches this hero's blade in Snoke's throne room. The last Jedi, the throne room fight. We we I just mentioned the 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 the, the both of them uh, reaching for the blade that it so powerfully that it breaks. And I thought about putting that moment on there, um, but I I can't. There's just a lot about this moment. I just can't deny and I can't leave it off the list. Uh, it is I'm going back to like the first moments when you're watching it in in the theater. And regardless of maybe what you, you, you I don't know, what you agree to or some of the choices, you're still watching it going, okay, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like uh, we're doing this now. Like I had a, maybe a hunch that Kylo might do some stuff down the line that, you know, 
would lead to his redemption returning or whatever it is. And so when it, my, my mind, I'll make it personal here. My mind was a little wonderfully jumbled, like, Ooh, they're killing Snoke now. Oh my God. They just cut him in half. And I'm so caught up in that and so caught up in what's happening. And then the music cue is just perfect and would expect nothing less from John Williams and Ray's hand reaching up and snatching that blade out of the, out of the air. And in my head, I'm like, wait, was Kylo trying to get that blade at that point? Did he want two blades? Was he going to kill her? What's going on? And you have all these questions, but it doesn't matter. She has the hero's blade and the fight is turned for this moment. And it leads to a great little fight sequence uh, that, I, that I still just think is, is, is one of the, the more visually stunning lightsaber battles um, or a fight involving lightsabers in the, in the, in the franchise. So I can't, this is just one of those, like, even when I watch it now, even when I watch it now, I'm pulled into that moment time and time again, boom, the hand reaching up, Ray's back in the game and teaming up and, you know, and it leads to bigger choices and, and all those kind of things. I just, the similar to Qui-Gon putting a lightsaber in the door, this is just a moment that gets me time and time again. So I have to put that here at number three. No, that's great. I, that, that's great. And, and uh, the description is great. I, I totally agree with you that you, when you're seeing it in the theater, and I, I, it still works on me to this day when I rewatch it, that it's like something amazing. If you're seeing a comedy show and you, you, you experience a huge laugh and you think there's nothing that could be funnier than that. And then the next joke lands just as hard, if not harder. And the, the, this great roller coaster where you thought you were coming down from an epic moment and you shoot right back up again because of not only did Snoke just die, but you get the sense that they are in sync, that Ray caught that, not because she's trying to keep it away from Kylo, but because he was kind of throwing it back to her. Mm-hmm. And then when they, they, that moment, you know, fulfills by them standing up in unison to face the guards, it's a great, awesome, triumphant cheering moment. And then it becomes, you know, this really bittersweet moment where it's almost... It's the it's the uh, the fake version of the moment in Rise of Skywalker where she hands him the blade, where you think that they are in sync, you think that they are together, and then it's bittersweet that they're not in that moment. Yeah, Ben's still got to make some choices. She's still got to do some growing. And I love that you applied some comedy theory to this. You're right. It is that like, and then it goes even higher. And that's what got me the first time and still gets me now. Ray, that hero's blade, what a journey. But now we're up to your number two. My number two is another doubleheader because there were just too damn many. Uh, uh, I'm putting these two together under the umbrella of trailer reveals because Mm. there are all of these great lightsaber moments in the movies that, uh, that they resonate in the movies for all the different reasons we're talking about. But there is also this uh, very special moment where you see something for the first time in a, a trailer and you can't immediately see what ne- what's next and you get to have all of the conjecture and it gets to be the big splash moment that everybody talks about. So uh, for my number two, I combined Maul's double-bladed lightsaber in The Phantom Menace, uh, their trailer. It, it, the movie's great too, but seeing it for the first time in that trailer, the power of... Not only is Star Wars back, uh, but it's going to be different and it's going to be cool in these unimaginable ways. This satanic looking dude with a double bladed lightsaber, like the excitement of that at the time, if you didn't know it was coming, is really hard to over describe. And it's such a cool, 
shot. It's not just he pulls it out. It's that ignite one, ignite the other. Um, so Maul's lightsaber in general, I think, is one of the coolest lightsabers. And, and for me, it lands in that moment of that trailer reveal. Yeah, I, I, it has to be on the list. It's one of those things that just it it has to for what it meant, what it meant for Star Wars, what it meant for the fandom at the time. Uh, and you're, you're absolutely right. It was nothing short of of jaw dropping and kind of like, wow, we are OK. We're in a new territory and and uh, it feeds into the love of the bad guys, feeds into the, the bad guys have the cooler toys kind of idea thinking. But it is what it is. And, I, you know, it's one of those I remember where moments in Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then the other moment that I wanted to pair with that is the same thing is the uh, Kylo Ren lightsaber reveal in the trailer for The Force Awakens. And that one's unique because that exact shot is not actually in the film. It is uh, it is a different shot in the trailer to fully show us that uh, cool cross saber uh, uh, lightsaber, this cool different lightsaber. And that was such an exciting moment because in a way, it was talking directly to that double lightsaber mall reveal in the Phantom Menace trailer of, yep, again, Star Wars is back. Uh, the Force Awakens had a lot of nostalgia in its marketing because I think it is, for better or worse, about nostalgia. But this is one of those moments where like, ooh, but we're still going to get some different things. And what's all that about? And even when that uh, that uh, trailer dropped, I wasn't I wasn't sure about the lightsaber at first. I love it now when I saw it connected to kylo's character but it was a great cultural moment to go back and forth and you know, like i i think i made a joke about you know not being sure about it uh and you know I, and i got a flood of uh, tweets from you know people who work at the ren fair explaining <laughs> hilts and guards to me and it was just like uh it, it's a it was a great fun cultural moment that this is part of star wars like you say the cool toys the bad guys with awesome stuff and this is the meaning of that saber and how it connects to Kylo goes on to be richer and richer. But for me, that moment of seeing it in the trailer is a, a top lightsaber moment. I, I, first of all, I think you're so right. The, 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 the connection to that blade and the story that, that kind of revolves around that and evolves from that, I, I think is, is great. But yeah, I love that you mentioned because we were all there, man. And going back to those innocent days of 2014 <laughs> where, um, uh, this lightsaber reveal did have some fun debate, right? And nowadays, some of that debate, it was a harbinger of things to come, of people, <laughs> you know, that wouldn't work. Here's the science behind it. And just like, hey, man, it emotionally just connects because it's an unstable blade and this is an unstable character and all those kind of things. But I remember that, too. I remember having, I, I, I can't remember, I, I should probably go and find an old Jedi Lens episode. I remember having some, I thought it was like, it was cool, but like, all right, what are we getting? And, and. It's just just a, a repeat moment and we can make all of our Star Wars poetry jokes. But like, what are we getting here? And then I, I think like you, I, I grew to like it. And in fact, quite frankly, love it. But I also love that shot. I just think going back now, I get why some, you know, we some stuff left, left on the editing room floor. Like I could gladly put that shot back in the movie. It's it's just a great villain shot, man. And, and a great lightsaber moment because of that. Yeah, yeah, and it introduces the little Kylo Stomp, you know, and his great body language. There's so much to love about it. <laughs> the Kylo Stomp. And, I mean, as as you talk, I have in, in the corner of my studio here, I have the Kylo Blade from that year. They really saw it. <laughs> and, yeah, great moments, trailer moments. Again, these are the best lightsaber moments for a reason. These are uh, the moments that connected uh, in, in the movies and without. 
Um, so I'm going to go to my number two, and we'll take a quick break after that. But my number two is from Empire Strikes Back. In the Wampa Cave, it is Luke calling to the Force, maybe for the first time, and uh, for us, uh, seeing it on screen. Uh, yes, there's more story around it and between the movies, everything, but on screen, seeing it, there he is. He's calling his lightsaber to get out of the Wampa Cave. Sets up the the moment you're talking about, I think, uh, with Ray and Kylo on Starkiller Base, where it's a similar shot, snow, the blade in the snow, all that kind of stuff. But I need to go to the real, just the base level reaction to it. Um, uh, you wrote the the wonderful uh, forward in uh, my book, Why We Love Star Wars. You wrote the one the, this wonderful forward about moving the stick, moving the stick as a kid, <laughs> believing you have the force. And it was so beautiful and set the tone for what I was uh, hoping to accomplish. But it's so beautiful because I got to tell you, man, like, as a, as a seven, eight-year-old, I knew this wasn't real. I knew this wasn't real. But every time I watch a moment, I'm just like, wow, could, is that in you? <laughs> like, is that, can, can you do this? Like, what would you do? And, like, I got so swept up as a kid with calling that lightsaber. And I, I've mentioned before, but, like, it was like a selling point for force powers on the playground. And one particular moment I, I mentioned before, but a, a highlight here of just, like, uh, a friend of mine didn't want to be Lando uh, on the playground because Lando didn't have force powers, right? He, he just, it was the, the Jedi were the ones we wanted to be, obviously. And I just was like, no, man, no, man. He's Luke's, uh, he's Luke's like uh, half cousin. They're related and he's got like some Jedi powers and he can, he can call his lightsaber. And that, and that sold it for my friend. Oh yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll be Lando. So, so it goes to this moment of we all want this cool skill, uh, you can make jokes about calling the TV remote over or a soda soda can or something, but it all to me goes to this beautiful moment as a, as just a kid taking it in and the magic of these films and the magic of what's going on. You can forget about what it means and Luke's journey and 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 uh, and the storytelling we know now more around it in modern canon. I I can toss that aside. I just love going back to when I was seven and thinking what a magical power and I want that. Yeah, it, it is the shot that made me, you know, spend a lot of time trying to move uh, sticks with my mind to make them fly into my hand. And I think it is because it is shot and directed and acted so well that it wouldn't have worked if Luke had just seen the lightsaber and concentrated. It's that he's in this life and death situation and he struggles and he tries to reach it and he strains and then he calms down. And I think that's without even being able to articulate it, I think it gets into your brain of, you, if you take a deep breath and calm down, you you are capable of even more than you can imagine, and I think that's what fires uh, kids' imaginations and and even adults sometimes. In in that moment, it just sums it up so beautifully. Well said, well said. Yeah, it is so clear. It's just a, a great visual storytelling, and also the sound design of of the thing slowly moving and scraping against the snow. Like it's just, you're, even now there's great tension in it. And I did watch it the other day uh, and, uh, and kind of relive that moment. So that is why it's my number two. It's, it's that first force power you kind of really see in action. Cause you know, new hope. Yes. You, you got Ben and, and disappearing and in his mind, but I think this is one of the first, like, Oh, I can level up to this power. I think I like it. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, that, uh, my number two, which means we can take a quick break right now, reset. When we come back, we're going to put two moments in the Hall of Fame, uh, go through a list of honorable mentions, and each give our number one choice for best lightsaber moments in Star Wars. Stick around. Star Wars Ranked goes on.
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA-approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Star Wars Ranch. Joseph Scrimshaw and I are looking at the best lightsaber moments in Star Wars. These are little moments, big themes, or moments where we just went, wow, uh, lightsabers are cool. All of it is in here. And uh, Joseph, we sometimes, when we put together these lists, we realize that there's moments that are so big that they kind of have to be discussed 
But we want to have fun discussing other moments around them because these moments are, are too legendary or these items or these vehicles or these characters are just too legendary and we must put them into the Star Wars ranked Hall of Fame. Joseph, we've got two moments today. Uh, take me through uh, these two moments. Induct them, sir. Yeah, and this is definitely like these, These, of course, should be in, in the list, probably our, our number one, but we want to make room for things like a, a sheave with the lightsaber up the sleeve. Uh, so the first one is how, how can you not talk about the introduction of the lightsaber? Uh, Obi-Wan saying, you know, that reminds me, you know, I have something here for you. Your father wanted you to have it when you were old enough. Like that is the quintessential lightsaber moment and seeing Luke turn it on and just sort of uh, exactly as I think kids would if they were given a lightsaber, probably with more safety warnings uh, from the <laughs> authority figures in the room, but just moving around and hearing that sound and, and hearing just the love that Obi-Wan has for that weapon and what it means, you know, an elegant weapon for a more civilized age and that, you know, this is the weapon of a Jedi Knight. There's so much about it that just takes like oh hey are you, are you familiar with you know arthurian legends and samurai swords you know what swords mean here's a brand new exciting take on a, a sword and for me that has to absolutely be uh in the hall of fame it, it absolutely has to be because it is the moment it's the it's the uh, first moment of many to come and 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 with um, again sir alligators just play with it i love you you mentioned it it's 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 one of those moments that changes over the time when you watch it, maybe when you're younger or, or now you can, you can have a lot of fun. Cause again, I, I think it's fun to sometimes not poke fun at Star Wars, but kind of play with, with these moments of like, what was going on there? Like, this is a weird, this is a decision an actor made and it's funny or the, the, what is she proposing lines or the empire strikes back? It's metal. Like all those little things. I, I think it's part of the fun of being a Star Wars fan. I love that Obi-Wan Kenobi is sitting there and he's been in the desert for 19 years and he's got Luke here and he just plays it like, Oh, that reminds me. I have a blade for you. <laughs> a blade that your father held on the shores of Mustafar that's going to travel 30, 40 years ahead in time. Uh, I love that it's played like that. I love that Alligators did that. Yeah, it really is. Like, I forgot your dad left you some uh, some Topps baseball and Star Wars cards. Here they are. He wanted you to have these. It's, it's so... Or here's a bottle opener or whatever. But yeah, it is. It, it, it is very beautifully casually played yeah it, it's great uh so it deserves its spot in the hall of fame uh chest and all you gotta have that big wooden chest uh, similar to the one again Maz Kanata has right in her castle the same blade uh yeah love all of that there and then uh, that's our first moment we are inducting two moments uh Joseph and, and this one we're jumping ahead a couple films for perhaps one of the more powerful moments with a lightsaber yeah, absolutely. If that is the beginning of the lightsaber introduction in the original trilogy, this is in some ways really the final meaningful lightsaber moment. And it is Luke choosing to throw his lightsaber aside, which becomes a symbol of refusing to use uh, the power of the Jedi as violence and revenge, refusing to kill his father, uh, accepting everything that that Yoda had been trying to teach Luke and that Luke had been uh, discovering for himself, that it, it matters what you do, but it also matters 
why you're choosing to do it. And he was not going to strike down his father in anger. He was not going to strike down his father in revenge. And by making that noble and wise choice, that was the moment where he truly became a Jedi. He, he starts this journey by Obi-Wan saying, your father was a Jedi. And in fact, here is his lightsaber. And Luke saying, I, I want to be a Jedi like my father. And then he gets to end his journey by refusing to lash out in anger uh, and strike his, ang- his father down in anger and saying, because I've made this choice and I've laid my weapon down, now I am a Jedi like my father before me. Without a proper functioning uh, Jedi Order school, without uh, you know teachers and classes, this is Luke Skywalker's Jedi trial. And it's been building to this. And I, I talk about a, a lot, but especially in this episode, talk about watching it young, watching it now, and how this moment has grown. And as a kid, yeah, you you forget that Yoda's like, yeah, adventure, excitement. No, 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 no. That's not the way of the Jedi. In my mind, it's like, grab the sword, go to the fight. Right? Like, that's what it is. And and, and here's the moment to learn. It, it also, the why of, of your actions is, is very important. And it's iconic for a reason. And it has now more power. Um, more power, even as the story goes on, even the story of Luke, even his later mistakes, his, his earlier growth, it all kind of, this is kind of the center of his story for, for me, for me. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Which is why it's uh, in the hall of fame, the star Wars ranked hall of fame. We'll have to actually get some plaques made at some point and just have a, you know, we'll, we'll maybe have a physical building. <laughs> just like, <laughs> but, Oh, that'd be great. So with that uh, um, uh, completed and uh, wonderful uh, choices to go to the Hall of Fame, we're going to run through some honorable mentions. We have a lot. So I'm just going to run through my list here, Joseph. I'll go first, and then and then we'll go to yours uh, after. Because there's a lot, and, 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 and we, we can do a three-hour show on our honorable mentions here. And in putting together this list, sometimes I do it. Sometimes, the, you know, it's like I put down five numbers, and I just put them, and it, like, works. And then sometimes you got to massage the list. We, we put some thought in these, but a lot of times it's the emotions of – what's going on. And I had a lot of different kind of emotions where like, Ooh, I, I, that's here because of, uh, of what it means to the overall story, but that's here because hot damn, that was fun to watch. So this, this honorable mentions list runs the gamut here. Uh, so mine goes as follows. Yoda reveals his saber and attack of the clones um, mm. and around the same time. I just think this is a great looking shot. I just love the way it uh, plays. Anakin uses two sabers. Uh, basically, Obi-Wan says, here, take mine. I'm down. And just the everything about it. I think it's a real cool action moment. We'll talk about that. Uh, then going to the novels. And this is where um, we did. We wanted a list to, to include all of Star Wars, all of modern canon. Uh, but in the end, I, I personally just was like, you know, the things that are popping off uh, off the screen are what are grabbing me right now. But I want to go to the Ahsoka novel where Ahsoka Tano clears her blades. And we kind of learn really for the first time uh, in Star Wars about the, the bleeding the blade theories going on and how she gets her clear blades, which ties, ties very much in who she is. It's a well-written moment by E.K. Johnston and stands out to me, even, even though I've read the book, you know, it's been a couple of years since I read it. It's just that moment still stands out to me. Then the flip side of that is the, the Vader comic, Charles Sol, uh, Sol, uh, where we see Darth Vader bleed his blade and how just uh, painful it was to watch the anguish, the torture, the suffering. And it in the jumps off the pages of the, of the comic for me to be this powerful moment in the story and life of uh, Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. Final two moments for me, uh, I just got a lot. Kylo igniting a 
the lightsaber through the Praetorian Guard's head in The Last Jedi. <laughs> yes. That's pure violence, but, oh, damn, that's that's brutal. And the final one for me, then yeah, we can discuss uh, these and then go to yours, Joseph, but um, it's from The Rise of Skywalker. I wanted, it's one of those things where I'm like, I wanted to put something there with Leia, something there, Leia's blade, and I was trying to think which one of them grabs me. There's big ones. There's small ones. There's the final moments of the blade being buried. There's the little moment of the blade being revealed and just going, oh, yeah, that's a that's a great design. I think Leia would have that. I like the flashback. I went to the flashback and to actually see Leia training with her lightsaber. Uh, and they, they do the scene, as, uh, I, I think, really well, but as best they can with Billy Lord in there and all that kind of stuff. Um, I just love that moment. That is that is uh, a, a young Star Wars fans, uh, a, a 1980s young Star Wars fan kind of uh, dream fulfilled. Leia's got the blade, seen in action, and I just uh, wanted to include that on my honorable mentions. Almost made the list. So that's my list. Any thoughts there, Joseph, on, on the list I uh, barfed up there? No, oh, yeah, great barfing, Ken. Uh, Le- <laughs> including Leia's lightsaber in some way is absolutely necessary for this uh, podcast, and I love that you you chose that moment. Uh, I was I was thinking of uh, possibly including just the reveal of it, seeing how beautiful it was, and that it existed, and that Ray said kind of for the audience, like Leia's lightsaber, like that's that's what I was thinking. Um, but I think the the fantasy fulfillment of seeing Luke and Leia training with their lightsabers was great. Um, other thing about your list that I really, really love is uh, pointing out not only the kind of introduction in canon of the bleeding between Ahsoka's in the novel and uh, Vader's in the comic, but those are both such great uh, kind of counterpoints to one another of these characters in this dark time for both of them claiming their own truths, right? They are mm. they're using the lightsabers again to say, this is my moment of, of honesty. This is my moment of who I am right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... <laughs> The, the 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 more we know about Ahsoka, I don't know. It's just the, the the Ahsoka Anakin relationship is just it's already real powerful for me. It's just becoming more and more intriguing, interesting, insightful, and just a, a wonderful experience. Even some of the new stuff we're getting from Ahsoka. So yeah, I love that you pointed that out there. Kind of the opposite ends. Yeah. Uh, so my runner ups, I'll run through uh, quickly. Uh, this was really close to making the top five, uh, but Ray's Yellow Blade. Uh, we've talked about it a lot. So just seeing uh, the the completion of that whole story arc of the sequel trilogy of, uh, yes, you learn from the past, uh, but move on to the new and and, and be yourself. <laughs> I mean, that, that beautiful Yellow Blade is a PSA for be yourself, and I, and I love <laughs> that. Uh, there's a lot of great uh, moments in the uh, prequel trilogy, but I think one of my very favorite lightsaber moments is uh, combined Mace saying uh, the the party's over with that, getting to see that purple blade come out, and then very shortly afterward seeing all of the lightsabers ignite all over the Geonosis arena. Again, that's a thing if you, you, you grew up with the original trilogy, that was an exciting thing going in the prequel trilogy. Like, it's like there's going to be hundreds of Lukes and that was the moment where you got to see it in lightsaber form mm. uh, so that that one was big for me uh, combining two moments I think there's some great comedy moments with lightsabers and two of the most uh, successful for me I love the Porgs almost uh, turning it on in The Last Jedi it's always mm. funny to me uh, the flashlight joke in The Rise of Skywalker of uh, Poe trying to uh, turn on the flashlight as though it's going to have the same weight and power <laughs> of a lightsaber is great, especially for somebody who uh, couldn't afford a toy lightsaber when he was a kid, so had to use a flashlight in a darkened room. 
I related to Poe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the the poor one we we talked about on, on our you know our, our comedy our favorite comedy moments in Star Wars. I just love the Porg one. I love I love everything about it. Uh, you talk about um, the, the 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 tension of of impending doom and disaster in comedy and how that often works. I thought it played really well and great list. Yeah, the the Geonosis stuff. Yeah, you're right. It's just that it works on that level of <gasps> a bunch of Jedi in action. <laughs> All here. Uh, I, I have just a, a couple more that I'll go through very, very quickly. Um, uh, the the this weapon is your lifeline um, from Obi Wan. That has really, really stuck with me. It, it was for me when I saw Attack of the Clones, a real reframing of the way the Jedi in that era really looked at at the weapons. Of they're they're not just uh, kind of random tools, but that they are beyond just a symbol. They they are truly needed. They they are you know your only possession as a Jedi. That was great for me. Uh, I wanted to shout out the moments in the Clone Wars uh, gathering arc, not only where we get to see all the philosophy behind the lightsabers and Professor Huang uh, instructing the the younglings, but the moments where the younglings successfully assemble their lightsabers using the Force. That's just a great celebration of lightsabers. And then my final runner-up is a, a complex one, uh, but it is the infamous Star Wars Kid video where people went through and actually put in the lightsaber effects as a way to say, no, 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 let's not make fun of this kid. It's not funny that he's dancing around pretending to have a lightsaber. It's awesome because that's why we love them. That's one of the reasons we love them. We all do that, and this kid happens to be on film, and somebody going through and putting the actual lightsaber effects on so it you know, uh, looks celebratory is, is a great lightsaber moment to me. I... Love that you brought that up. Uh, uh, I love that because as uh, I even wrote about that, but it's like we are all him and and will continue to be. The, I mentioned I had the Kylo blade in my corner. You don't think I in my mid 40s picked that up and kind of lightsaber fight no one in my room. <laughs> like that's why we're here. That's absolutely why we're here. Yeah. And, and by the way, if you haven't done that, uh, we officially endorse that you try that. <laughs> So, uh, great list, great list, great stuff, man. Uh, it is. I love the the Obi Wan moment too. I I, uh, I love that you put that there. The, this weapon is your life. Uh, it makes it makes it even more powerful when he hands it over to Luke too. You know, like this. This is uh, this is the hero blade, man. This particular one. All right, we have reached uh, the end, which means we are each going to share our number one choice for best lightsaber moment in Star Wars. And I've gone this entire show without accidentally saying lightsabers as if I was set, <laughs> which I still sometimes type. It's really weird. Um, of course, the V and the B right next to each other on the keyboard, but that's not why. I do it because I think I said lightsabers, lightsabers for about two years in my youth. Um, <laughs> my number one moment, we'll go with my number one so the guests can close. The number, their number one, uh, this is from The Rise of Skywalker. And it is Ben Solo doing what Kylo Ren could not do, throwing away his lightsaber. I think this is, um, uh, I don't know, a beautiful bookend. It is the this, this story of Han and his son. And I've, I've talked often about what that moment now means to me because of Rise of Skywalker. And, and it was growing and talked about uh, discussing the Han Solo death, death with you on and off air and and you kind of helping me kind of uh, change my not a, not a tune or opinion but just kind of like my emotions of losing Han were 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 getting in the way of of the power of the scene but then just to have it come back here I 
just love everything about that scene. Every choice made from writing, directing, acting, editing, design, everything. And there's a lot of silence in him throwing. You hear the blade go away. And it is, we, we have a lot of moments here on this list of, of picking up the weapon for defense, picking it up for purpose, uh, picking it up for the big emotions of the story. And here is the exact opposite, a, a weapon being flung away and every choice in the past being washed away with that, uh, the, the, this, this step, big step to redemption. Um, and you go back to the Force Awakens moment. And I, I believe, I believe Kylo in that moment is fighting with Ben and there's a second he wants to do it. And there's a second you think it might happen and it doesn't. And here it happens again, the memory of his father, just too powerful. And it, it, it finally catches up with him in a good way. And he makes the choice he should have made. And it stands to me as, as, uh, as one of my favorite Star Wars moments, but definitely my favorite moment with a lightsaber involved. Yeah, it is just a great physical symbol of the rejection of the the violence and anger that he's done with that blade. And uh, for me, I like the Star Wars poetry of he is doing it in the in the floating near the wreckage of where uh, his uncle did the same thing. Mm hmm. Yep. Yep. Throw those blades away. Sometimes that's the way you got to go. Uh, and in fact, I, I think this afternoon, I'm probably just going to be watching that movie again when I get a chance <laughs> and focusing on that moment. It is the moment, you know, I'm, I've already learned. I don't know, you know, just we we we've seen all these movies so many times. Right. But sometimes when you're sitting around and maybe you got some work to do and you want to put on a Star Wars film. I have like little moments of like, oh, you know, today I want to watch the pod racing. So it, like it's in my head and, and Empire. Oh, I love when the walkers appear in the this is right now my reason to put in the rise of Skywalker, you know, like I love the movie overall, whatever, whatever, whatever. But like, I want to get to that moment and I'll do all my chores. I'll do my work. I'll eat my lunch, but I'll stop when this moment's on. And that's where that moment uh, is for me right now. You're We're gonna just there for the Hey kid. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's it. Hey kid. Uh, tears start falling into my salad. Uh, well, that is my number one, but now it is time for <laughs> your number one. Uh, my number one could have been so many different things, but this is one of those times where I just I had to look in my heart. Uh, and uh, this moment is in some ways um, the opposite of some of the things we've talked about. We, we've talked about uh, Luke and Ben's strength to realize when sabers are, are a symbol of uh, violence and conflict and to set that aside because that's the, not the true Jedi way. Uh, my number one is the opposite of that. It is when the lightsaber is truly a symbol of justice. It's a symbol of absolutely needing to act and act in defense. It is R2 firing Luke's green lightsaber onto the skiff. Uh, Luke flips, reaches up, catches it, ignites, gives that weird little half-second smile nod to his own lightsaber, and then goes into action, you know? It's just one of the most like uh, fist pumping, triumphant moments of Star Wars. Uh, and I like that it for me, for the what I like about the Jedi, what I like about the character of Luke, it is earned. Uh, it is the moment where I think the lightsaber is sort of um, fulfilled in its romantic, mythic vision of being the noble weapon of a knight on the side of good 
uh, there's a complex plan, right, uh, that, that we have fun uh, uh, picking apart and making jokes about of what exactly is the plan to rescue Han. But you have the that it's just this great moment of nobility of our heroes are not going to let Han stay there. They're going to go rescue their friend. And then Luke does everything he can in his convoluted plan to avoid conflict. He gives the verbal warning again and again. Last mistake you'll ever make, free us or die. He tries and he tries, and then he has no choice. Uh, so he raises that blade. And just in the situation of it, right, it is that moment. Um, it's that great underdog moment where Jabba's even laughing at him, like Jedi. Mm-hmm. And that idea of like, eh, these these people are nothing. I, we have total power over them. And Luke doing that flip and catching that blade that comes out of nowhere, suddenly all of the power of, you know, I'm, I'm not just an underdog. Uh, I have power. We have power is all symbolized by the blade. And, and you even get Luke reaching up into the sky to catch it. And it's it's like the uh, A New Hope poster fulfilled. Of He's reaching up into the sky and catching it in this just beautiful triumphant moment and it feels like yep that's a jedi knight that's what a jedi knight does absolutely i always kind of refer to it as luke going full jedi even though i'm fully aware that what being a jedi is is way more complicated than than maybe we thought growing up and all those kind of discussions we love having here but Going back to New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, um, you know, he's learning the skills. He's getting the blade from Obi-Wan. He's learning to call it in the snow. He gets his butt kicked by his dad now. And and to come back in this film, and again, he's still got to become a Jedi. But to just, this is what you want as a kid. This is what you're thinking. Give me this action. The blade's coming. This Jedi's got to do what a Jedi Knight I've always thought should do. You know, as a, again, as a kid, I... I I just think there's a lot of things to take out of the scene, but it starts with, this is what we think Luke should do, you know? Yeah, and, and, and to me, it is just so built up that it's not, it would have been a cool action moment if he walked into Jabba's palace and just, you know, uh, ignited the blade and started hacking people apart and, you know, had fell down in the pit and used the lightsaber on the rancor. It would have been a cool lightsaber moment. But the fact that it is like, I have tried everything else and now I will use my blade in in defense of the life of my friends. It makes it a, a heroic moment and an action moment that I can really uh, enjoy fully and thoroughly. A lot of levels, which is what we want in Star Wars. Jabba, free us or die, said pretty simply by the great Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Uh, uh, a lot of fun discussing with this, uh, this list with you as, as always, Joseph, but this one in particular, because I always talk, you guys hear me, you know, I, you know, I like the rebellion against the empire. I don't, I go for the war, not the lore. And don't, don't let that confuse you. I do love these great lightsaber moments. I love what they mean because of, of what the lightsaber means to star Wars, those silly little laser swords that uh, George wanted in his modern space fantasy. So uh, that is Star Wars Rank for the day. Uh, We want to uh, uh, invite you all to join the conversation on Twitter by following us on Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Star Wars Rank. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube where our uh, new program, Star Wars Show and Tell, is airing. we got a new season of In Memoriam. Getting ready. i got a couple of them loaded on into the queue there on YouTube. 
Uh, our podcast is available on a lot of different spots, including Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and our home site, Anchor. If you want to try an audio book on us, go to audibletrial.com slash center and get a free audio book. Over 180,000 titles for you to choose from there. We're on Patreon as well. Patreon.com slash center. Uh, my guest, Joseph, uh, you know, it's weird to say guest because, you know, we're, we're here all the time <laughs> uh, in, in the shop. But I appreciate you coming on by and uh, you uh, you got your, your own stuff. Uh, they should follow as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so for myself, you can uh, go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com. I got some comedy albums up there, a comedy book I wrote a while back, all sorts of uh, different stuff. And you can uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Joseph Scrimshaw. And I also did want to say uh, this is kind of this episode is kind of the beginning of a, a little lightsaber adventure here on Force Center. Uh, coming out this weekend, we are going to have a fun lightsaber focused uh, experimental fun show. So uh, keep Keep your podcast lists peeled for that. Absolutely. We have got a lot of things heading your way here on Force Center. But as for today, uh, you know, get out uh, after you're done listening. Go to your garage, grab a lightsaber, and just start swinging. That's it for this week. Star Wars has been ranked. <laughs>